1: Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. Milehighsports.com. You can listen 98.1 FM, 107.5 HD3. Reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about mighty plumbing and heating. Yes. It's been cold the last couple of days, but it's going to warm up, so now is the time to schedule your AC tune-up, and you can get a 30-point inspection right now and safety check for just 69 bucks. I think you're not going to do any better than that. Plus, Mighty Plumbing and Heating is going to meet or beat any written offer. Uh, Mighty takes care of all your plumbing, heating repairs, and replacements with top-of-the-line stuff, and that is Rudd best equipment out there that is engineered and tough and built to last. Owner Kevin, terrific guy, family uh, owned business and his customers love him over 150 five star reviews. Schedule your appointment today for your 30 point inspection and safety check 69 bucks. Go to mightyph.com, that's mightyph.com. Time now for the buzz.
0: The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com.
1: All right, let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in a longtime friend of ours, Mark Knutson, pitched in the majors from 85 to 93, played for the Astros, the Brewers, and the Rockies, and on the dot, Mace, he had 24 more major league wins than I did.
2: That's impressive. On the nose.
1: Yeah. On the nose. And his career ERA was 4.72, better than mine as well.
2: Well, I mean, yours is yeah. yours 0.00, though, right? True. Yeah. Mark, how are you, my friend? <laughs> I'm feeling old when you compete
3: numbers like that. I just feel like uh, yeah, that was a long time ago, wasn't
1: it? Well, old is the fact that you are 60 and you're coming up on okay, your 61st that. birthday in October, but we won't get yeah, into okay. that. Yeah, okay. With that, research. with that, with uh, that, you wrote a terrific article in Mile High Sports Magazine called "Caught Between a Rock and a Hard Place," talking about Dick Monfort, the way he runs the Rockies, but also going back to his childhood, his father Ken who is the head of the Montfort meatpacking plant. Uh, Let's start there. We're going to have you on for this segment and the next segment, because I really want to do a deep dive into what you wrote. With that, how is Dick Montfort like his father as a business owner?
3: Well, based on what I was told of the people I talked to, uh, first of all, you know, you note that the Montfort family... uh, Remains has been and remains very philanthropic. Um, I mean, you can see their name all over all business bi- buildings and schools all over the place. In the Denver Art Museum, uh, CU Medical Center, uh, CSU, UNC, um, they've donated a ton of money to a lot of people. So, and you and know, I talked about this before, Eric. It's not an outfit that's cheap. That's a that's a moniker that's undeserved. Um, Ken Montfort was very generous with his employees, tried to take care of them. Um, did a lot of things for them that, did, that went unnoticed, uh, unpublicized uh, while he was running Monfort Meats. I think Dick Monfort, if you know anything about the Rockies, you know that the people that work there love to work there. Uh, they have people that work there since day one. There's very little turnover. Um, and that's because it, it, he treats his employees well. He always has. Uh, and I think to a fault, loyalty, obviously we've talked about this before too, loyalty for Dick Monfort runs both directions. And he's going to make sure, like his dad did, that uh, he not only takes care of his people, but he expects them to take care of him and, um, and they do.
2: This is an outstanding piece. I'll echo what what uh, Eric said, Mark. and there, but there's, there's part of it that is really kind of kind of speaking to me and kind of as as a follower of the Rockies, and a fan kind of f- frustrates me, and it's getting into the part where you mention what other teams have done uh with analytics like what the yep. how the rays have used that to be a small market small budget perennial contender what right. the dodgers have done and the rockies resistant to it to this why do you think dick monfort from the to, and and the organization from the top down why are they so uh, resistant to going all in on something that could give them an advantage
3: Based on what, and Dan Evans is a wonderful source. If you guys get a chance to talk to Dan, former yeah. general manager of the Dodgers. Um, I covered Fox him with Fox. the White Sox. Yeah, yeah. He's been no, around for a long time. Guy, a great guy, smart guy. Great source. Superior knowledge of all this stuff. And we, we've talked about this at, at length. And um, It's just, it, it's baffling to him too, because again, it's not about being cheap. It's about how you spend your money and they spend it in, in his way. He said, there's, there's things they do that other organizations wouldn't do with their money. Um, like I would point, I guess, at the free agent spending spree that we've seen from 2016 to, to maybe 2019, Or they spent, I think, the numbers I quoted, $256 million on a bunch of free agents mm-hmm. that had a negative war when it all came, push came to shove. Um, so they've spent money in strange ways. I think that's what's baffling the most people. Analytics does take an investment. You're talking about hiring people who aren't necessarily baseball people. They're number crunchers, data people, smart people who have other options outside of baseball To make a a six-figure income and you're you're trying to give them and the dodgers have you know last i heard 26 of those people working for them um so you're paying a lot of money a lot of salary to those people And is it quantifiable what they do? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, it's not like this guy's in charge of this promotion or this sales and he sold this May season tickets or whatever. It's just foreign, I think, to to the monster, to to Dick. I think it just goes against what he's been brought up to learn about how to run a business, to spend that kind of money on something that in a lot of ways appears to be nebulous and appears to be, oh, that's just good. I mean, we we saw the stuff that was written. I think Nick Roke, Roke was part of that team that wrote about asking guys who are are basically doing their laundry to also help with analytics. Um, You know, makes that Charlie Blackman commercial on TV where he's popping his head of the dryer, kind of humorous. Um, But you can't have someone who's not trained in this area give you the right information. And the way Dan put it to me in in the article was, it must be strange to wake up 365 days a year and know you've got less information at your fingertips than everybody else in your industry because they just refuse to, to go that way. And I think Brydance deserves some of the blame for this too. And we you know, none of us are, are Brydance fans at this point. He's, he's proven to be stubborn and set in his ways and, and arrogant to the point where he thinks he knows more than everybody else. There's general managers who, who, who've said that he acts like he knows more than they do when he walks into the room with them. Um, that's not the way to do things. I don't think, I don't think, I think that kind of mindset leads you down a path of self-destruction. And, but unfortunately, Dick is comfortable with Jeff Breitage. he That's his guy. That's the guy who's doing the things. He likes the way they're done. He knows what's going on. He's comfortable. He's familiar. Uh, and it's just, it's not working. And I, I, I think I read somewhere, somebody said, maybe it was on Twitter, that the only way this is going to change is if people stop going to games and, and the bottom line and start, attendance starts to drop off. Because if that starts to drop off, then the red flag goes up and maybe some changes are made. But otherwise, As Ken Rosenfeld said, they're operating in a parallel universe and they're probably not going to make any changes.
1: Uh, You also did a terrific interview with uh, our friend Jason Hirsch. Mm -hmm. Um, He had an interesting quote about Dick Monford being the owner and the president. This is what he told you. That doesn't ever work because a president is supposed to spend money while an owner is supposed Mm -hmm. to save money. Mm -hmm. While the owner is also the team president, he will always side with saving money. But Mm -hmm. here's the funny thing. That's not true.
3: Well, in this it, case, it's not. Yeah, it, it's strange, isn't it? It, it? it that that statement in in itself should be true, uh, but Dick has again has spent money in strange ways. But he's always been a guy who has, has believed in, as his dad did. This year's revenues will equal equal next year's payroll. So can, can I make it, Mark?
1: Can I cut you money? off real quick because sure, I want to bring up this point because okay. you've said this a few times. I don't believe Dick Montfort spends money poorly. Not one bit. Okay. He doesn't spend money poorly. What he does is he has a guy like Jeff Breidich, who is a stockbroker, and he keeps than- handing his stockbroker millions of dollars. And the stockbroker but keeps buying stocks at 50 and they keep sinking to five bucks. Yeah. His problem isn't that he spends money poorly. His problem is, is that he has hired the wrong guy to invest for him.
3: Fair. That's very fair. Um, a guy like Andrew Friedman, who runs the Dodgers, um, came from Tampa Bay, learned the small market way of doing things in Tampa Bay. The Dodgers, if you remember, before Andrew Friedman were on a spending spree. They were getting all these guys from the big trade with the, with the uh, Red Sox and Carl Crawford and all those guys, and they had this enormous payroll, and they were not winning. And Andrew Friedman comes in, he says, well, i got a formula to win. If you can win it with a small budget, you can certainly win with a big one. Mm-hmm. And he's proven that to be absolutely on point because they've invested heavily in the analytics. And if you think about, you look at the Dodger model right now, and that should be what the Rockies are looking at. Most of the guys, the great majority of those guys are homegrown. And in right. the case of a Mookie Betts, he came by a trade, not a free agent signing. They don't throw money. They, get, they got Trevor Bauer this year. I, who knows if that'll turn out to be big, but most of these guys they get, they acquire, they're pretty careful about it. They don't just, they're not buying a world championship. It seems like, and what's the guy's name? This is McKinstry, the new guy. They have an impact rookie Every single year, every single year, somebody put the Dodgers, whether it's a, a, um, Will Smith or Verdugo, who they traded for Mookie Betts or obviously Bellinger and those guys. They, I don't know how they do it. It's obviously player development, but they have an impact rookie every year. The Rockies should be able to do that, right? They should be able to draft and develop because they have a higher draft pick than the Dodgers do every year. They should be able to draft and develop and use analytics to, to make those choices. And they've just chosen not to, to, to spend their money or give their money to, as you said give them the, the brains to a guy who doesn't know how to spend it
1: well I can tell you right now I'd rather have Jeff Bridges do brain surgery on me than actually <laughs> go into the next draft for me Mark yeah. you're going to stick around through the next sure. break want to continue sure. this conversation one thing I want to talk to you about is the story about Dick Monfort and the day Nolan Ryan was interested in working for the Rockies as the team president yeah. that's next
2: are you mad? Fix your face. Ain't my fault they all be jacked. Keep up. Uh, Players only.
0: Come on, put your dickies. Bring up, to the moon. Afternoon Drop and Mason presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome
1: back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us, MileySports.com. Listen 981 FM 1075HD3. Reach us Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. Wholesale lumber to the public? Yep, they've got it. Go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending.
0: What's Trending is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have nearly 155 star reviews? No one has better service and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to mightyph.com.
1: All right. I uh, want to bring back uh, Mark Knutson wrote a terrific article in Mile High Sports Magazine about the state of the Rockies. Uh, Mark, longtime pitcher in the major leagues and uh, he also did something that I never did uh, as a major league pitcher. I never beat Nolan Ryan, Roger Clemens, and Randy Johnson. Mark <laughs> Knutson did. With that, Mark, we're going to play a game that I just made up called Good. One Sentence. Each okay. of you, Andrew and you, have to answer this in one sentence, and then I will give you my one sentence in the form right. of a question back to you. Okay. The question is this. What does Dick Montfort need to have a successful baseball
2: team? Andrew, you go first. One sentence. He needs to have the self-awareness to realize that he is the problem, and that leads to him stepping away from day-to-day control of the organization as president and handing the reins to somebody else and letting them do their job. Very similar to the realization that Ted Turner had in 1986 running the Braves.
1: That's either a really long segment or a sentence or one hell of a fragment.
3: That's Mark, you're next. <laughs> I would say, um, here's my one sentence. Dick Moffitt needs a new majority partner.
1: Okay. okay. Short to the point. Yep. Mark, I'll give you mine. Okay. And I think mine is better than both of yours. Of course you do. No, I do. And you're, you're <laughs> both going to agree. But, Mark, you're especially going to agree. You know what Dick Montfort needs? An intervention.
3: Well,
1: yeah. He needs an intervention, like an alcoholic who doesn't realize he has a problem. He needs to be shown that he does, and he needs to do something about it. So, to Andrew's point... I, he needs to have the intervention in order to do what Andrew just said. I'll be happy to help. And that, But who is around him that can gather in a circle and have an intervention for Dick Montfort?
3: Here's a couple things to consider. Um, we've, but we all know, and, and I've been covering and told you guys the, the Broncos ownership situation where Pat Bowen wanted a, one of his children to run the team when he passed. Um, and when that's not going to happen, but the Rockies want the same thing. Dick Mopper wants the same thing. He wants to pass the team down to Sterling or Walker Mumford and have them. That's why they're doing what he did as a youth, which was work. He worked in the cattle lot, feedlots as a youth and worked his way up through the organization, through the Mumford organization. The Rockies are are well known for this. They start. I mean, at one point, one of the I can't remember if it was Sterling or Walker was on the grounds crew. Right. I mean, they start there and they work their way up, and that's what he wants this. where he wants this thing to end. So, in order for him to change course on that, someone would have to convince him. I don't know who it would be. Um, it's not going to be Charlie. I don't know who would be convince him that the best thing he could do is, in my opinion, is sell. The majority of the ownership to stake to, to someone, and I'll use a Mark Cuban as an example, someone like that, it won't Ooh. be Mark Cuban, but someone like mm-hmm. that, some, some owner who wants to be a hands-on guy can play poker with the, at the big table and is willing to take the slings and arrows and do what he's got to do. Um, Dick doesn't have the means to do that or, or the desire to do that. Um, and he doesn't want to uh, bring in somebody else to tell him what to do. I mean, you mentioned Nolan Ryan before we went off, off, off the break. I've heard the same thing about George Brett. At one point, George Brett wanted a job here, but I think Dick doesn't like the idea of having someone from the outside tell him how to run his business, um, which is diametrically opposite to the late Kelly McGregor, who was a close friend of mine from CSU, our CSU days, spent a lot of time with Kelly. Kelly was a football guy who spent a lot of time trying to learn about baseball, would spend time on the phone almost, almost daily with a guy like Jack McKeon, trying to learn more about baseball. Kelly told me once, this is a quote, he said, I want to know what people outside the organization think about how we're doing things with the Rockies. So I'm always trying to get outside input on how we're doing things. Dick is the 180 degree diametric opposite of that. He's in a bubble, doesn't want to hear that from anybody else wants to do things his way. An intervention would be wonderful. I just think maybe the only way for it to happen is for him to take a a beating financially, like more than he took last year is not his fault. and is isn't anybody's fault. But if this year they take another beating because they, did they not sell it opening day this year? Did I read that right? If, if there's a, a chance that the turnstiles don't hum like they normally do with a winning or losing team, maybe that's what will spur. Maybe that's a, a, a sort of an intervention with Dick Montfort. I don't know.
1: I have an idea. You brought up Mark Cuban. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. Dick Montfort needs to do? Mm-hmm. Go on Shark Tank. Ta-da. Go on Shark Tank. It, again, Cuban's going to be sitting there. And yeah. ju- just make sure you don't ask for too much in terms of equity. Kevin O'Leary yeah. might get involved. Who knows? Maybe Barbara
3: Corcoran or Lori Grenier would want to get involved. And then we could put the Rockies on, on QVC. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want anybody else's opinion, apparently. He doesn't want to do things his way, the way he's, his family's always done things, the way he is comfortable doing things. And I just think he, he thinks, hey, this thing's making money on a regular basis. I'm going to, when I pass away, it's going to go on to my, 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 kids or my nephews or whatever. And that's, that'll be successful. I think he's convinced himself that this, that he's dealing at a disadvantage in terms of winning because of altitude or whatever, because there was the famous quote from a few years ago that we're only going to make the playoffs two of every five years or, or <laughs> compete of every five years. So he's convinced himself that there's limitations that don't necessarily have to be there. Um, but, you know, it's the body, it's a bottom line business for him. And unfortunately, I think if he won more baseball games, his bottom line will get better. But who knows?
2: It's interesting mentioning the bottom line because you alluded to the attendance, and of course, the yeah. Rockies they they can get 20, a little over twenty-one thousand people right. in course Field. They've had four games of over twenty thousand in nine home games. Another against the uh, another on Sunday against the Mets that were that had fifteen thousand, and then. The doubleheader game, the doubleheader Saturday, and three games yeah. against Arizona—that they're not even at fourteen thousand. If yeah. these numbers persist, where even with a reduced capacity, they're still not able to get to to, to have sellouts or even close yeah. to that—is this the sort of thing that could cause him to could cause him to, to re- reflect on things?
3: I hope so. I mean, getting the All Star game is certainly going to help him. Um, I just kind of fell in his lap. But nonetheless, you'd hope he'd pay attention to what is his bread and butter, which is the turnstiles. Um, you know, that's why he built, and it was, as I said in the article, it was a stroke of genius to build the, the party deck or the rooftop. That was a stroke of genius. Yep. Yeah. People are, people are following, following that trend all around the country now. Um, so obviously, turnstiles matter more than anything to him. And if those stop turning, perhaps, you know, the message gets through that he has to change the way he's doing things.
1: Mark, tell us about your podcast that you have coming
3: up. Well, I haven't started it yet. We're getting ready to launch it. Manny Randall from MLB.com and I are going to be doing a, a podcast here, probably starting somewhere in May. Um, having, just learning about where, we're, where it's going to be hosted. I don't know too many of the details, but I'm looking forward to arguing with Manny about his stupid idea to get rid of the win statistics for major league pitchers. He wants to get rid of the W and the L for pitchers. And, and I think Manny's a brilliant guy. He writes a lot of great stuff, and we're good friends, but that idea is just stupid. And uh, we'll argue about it.
1: Well, it sounds like you have a great concept, commercial-free, and two guys who want to argue with each other. That sounds like a podcast to me.
3: You got
1: it. All right. Mark, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it, man.
2: Appreciate you. Thanks, Mark.
1: All right, what do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it?
2: Well, on this date back in 1986, the GOAT. Had an impressive playoff performance. We'll talk about if maybe some of these high-powered scores in today's game can match his feet. That's next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Hey,